0: The Forum at 8 with Sakina window on AM Live. Turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Forum at 8. And this morning, uh, we're talking about the placement of doctors. We've heard various sides of this story. Uh We've spoken uh to the Pharmaceutical Society of South Africa. We've spoken to the uh, doctors. And uh, also, we've spoken to Minister Aaron Mutswaledi. And we've brought all of those to you over a period of, I think, about two weeks. So we thought it important that we get to the bottom of this matter by finding out exactly what is the problem regarding the placement of doctors. Now, uh, last week, Minister Mutswaledi came out um, and and made it very clear that some of the uh, doctors, uh, the learner doctors, do not want to do their internships in rural areas. And that, of course, also raises questions about if people don't want to go to the rural areas, then who's supposed to service those particular areas? How do we solve those problems? But, of course, uh, for their part, uh, the uh, medical societies have also made Made claims of uh, dysfunctional systems uh, that do affect the placement of doctors, amongst other things. So we're trying to get to the bottom of this this morning. Uh, Welcoming in studio uh, the Minister of Health, Dr. Aaron Motswaledi. Thanks for coming through this morning.
1: Thanks a lot, uh, Sakina, and thanks a lot to the listeners. Uh,
0: Lorraine Osman is Head of Public Affairs at the Pharmaceutical Society of South Africa, and she's in our Pretoria studios. Lorraine, (coughs) thanks so much for your time as well. Thank you for inviting me. And uh, we did invite uh, the junior doctors and others as well, but unfortunately, uh, they were unable to join us for the discussion this morning. But as I said, we did speak to them. We have covered their views on these matters, so I'm sure those will be highlighted as well as the conversation unfolds. And as always, you are welcome to join in the conversation. Three four seven zero one. That's the SMS line number, and you can call us on zero eight nine one one zero four two zero eight. Tweet or Facebook AM Live on SAFM using. The hashtag AM live So let me start with uh, You Dr. Mutsualedi What are the real issues In your view We're trying to get an accurate View as outsiders Of what is actually going on here
1: Yeah Sakina in order To get that we, we need to Classify people because They are not homogeneous they are not the same Maybe let me dispose With a pharmacist I'm not even sure what is that which we are going to discuss with them because there's no problem at all. There were 795 pharmacists who were supposed to be placed for community service. 716 of them are South African. 79 are foreign nationals. All the South Africans have been placed and three declined the placement that was given to them. All the 79 foreign nationals accepted there's nobody who declined, and 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 we have issued jobs. The Pharmaceutical Society of South Africa. We have even issued them letters of proof to mm-hmm. show. Yes, we have even written to the Pharmacy Council. So, as far as I'm concerned, that matter is closed, unless there is something I don't understand. Mm-hmm. The, the, all the people who applied to be placed for community service as pharmacists, we have we have completed that. It might be possible that one or two for some reason have not even received their letter. We have got many in both doctors and pharmacists who insist that, no, your minister is lied. I haven't received any letter. And then we tell them which email have you used. Some of them were using emails when they were still at university. They are now back home and they're forgotten. And we are sending to the email they forwarded to us because this placement starts even before people write exams. You, you know, so it starts as long ago as that. So, so that is the metal pharmacist. Can I then be allowed to move over to doctors? Yes, please. Doctors are divided into three groups, uh, uh, Sakina, for, 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 for this purpose. The first group are interns. An intern is a doctor who has just completed their studies. They've got to work for two years under supervision as interns. And that is statutory which means the government is obligated to give them that job. It's a statutory thing. But we, as a government, we don't just decide and say we well, are place interns. The, the health professions, Council of South Africa, which is a statutory body, must move around. They've got a special unit that moves around from hospital to hospital to accredit them. In other words, certain hospitals cannot be accredited. And when they are accredited. They look at the conditions. Is there enough equipment there to train somebody? Are there trainers? Is there a conducive environment for that type of training? And they accredited. And when they accredited, they accredited for a certain number. For instance, if they say your hospital can train 10 interns, if there are 20 applications, you can't just take them. You have got to take only those 10 because that's what you are accredited for. Now, now having said so, there were 1,499 interns who applied for, for these jobs. And, and because, Sakina, and let this be clear, it's not a war. I understand you're saying it's a standoff between me and the doctors. <laughs> There's no standoff, it's just reality. Because the doctors fight for, for prime positions. It's not only, maybe I'm making a mistake when I say it's doctors. I was in education, even teachers used to do that. That's why there was something like rural allowance, because nobody would like to do so. No teacher wants to go and work in a farm school some hundred kilometers away from what they regard as modern life. But, but these things do happen, and people stay there. So, so, so when we place this intense, they are asked to choose five different hospitals in order of priority. That means there's a first choice, second choice, fourth choice, until the fifth one where now the the matter is closed. Mm. Now obviously in the first choice, our according to our experience, individual doctors might not know, but we have got statistics here. The choices they always make is Cape Town, is Breben, is Johannesburg, is Pretoria. Sometimes with luck they might choose East London, Port Elizabeth and Kimberley. So so in the first choices you find that people are crowded there. Then we place it get You know, it gets full. Then we go for the second choice. Then for the third one. That's when people start declining and said, no, but, you know, I would not like to prefer to go there. But now when we place them, all 1,499 were placed. We found places for them. Only one could not be placed. When I had a press conference uh, two weeks ago, only one was not placed because there was a special problem which we have to look for advice from the Health Perference Council of South Africa. But out of these who were placed, 22 declined and said they don't want to, 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 to. They, they don't prefer those places where they've been placed. Now, during the press conference on the 19th second, I said these 22 who have declined we are giving them up to the 25th of January to accept those jobs or not. Otherwise, we'll start giving them to foreigners because the foreign nationals we have not yet placed them at that time. We're waiting to place South Africans because it's my statutory obligation to place them, you know. Now, since, that, since, the, since the 19th, only five came forward out of these 22 and claimed their jobs, which means 17 are still not placed and they said, no, they don't prefer. And, and let me tell you, Sakina, it's not for the first time. These 17 may stay for the next six months, not working. Waiting for the next intake, hoping they'll get where they prefer to. There are doctors who do that mostly, it's those who don't are not like me and you who don't need the income. Maybe who can for no, some, Dr. Mutuale, oh, yes,
0: you no, know, speak for yourself. I need the income.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I say it's, it's not like me and you, they don't need the income. Me and you need it. That's, oh, we, yeah, was, yeah, yes, we definitely. I need can't it. afford not to work for a month, but uh, we do find doctors who say, I'd rather not work for six months. Waiting for the next intake. Some of uh, uh, what are reasons given? Some tell you, look, I'm not going to leave this place. I've got property, very expensive property. That's why maybe I believe they don't need the income and they say I'm not not going to move away from from where I am. We even have percentages, uh, uh, Sakina, of of, of what they tell us. For instance, uh, according to our figures, 54% of people who don't take... uh, 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 places where we have put them. 54% side marriage as a reason. 20% side family responsibility. 16% side religion as a reason why they can't move from a particular area. And and 10% property ownership. And they say, due to the property I own here, I can't move away from this area. So these are the things that we are dealing with. Now, that's the first group, as I'm saying. So for the foreigners who were 70 Three. when we started, uh, uh, when I had the press conference, the, the number of foreign students who were not placed were 88. But uh, many of them, some of them come from the southern countries. And, and so we were not placing them, this 40, uh, uh, this uh, uh, 88, we were not placing them because we wanted to place South Africans first. And when we finished placing South Africans, we started placing them uh, for, from the, 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 the 26th, as I promised. And when we placed them, we found that 15 of them are from Lesotho. They are Basutu citizens. Their minister wrote me a letter and said, please don't place any Basutu citizens in South Africa. I want them back home. We also need doctors. So they, they since left and we removed them from the list, we remained with 73. Out of these 73, we have already placed 48 since last week in, in the positions that were available. That, that's for internship. Now, the second group of, of doctors... Is community service. There were one thousand sixty-four of them. We have placed all of them, and 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 seven declined. There were even seventy-five foreigners. We've also placed all of them, and thirteen declined. These foreign nationals. They said no, they don't like the place where we have taken them to. But as it is at the moment, all South Africans are placed, and seven declined those positions. Then uh, 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 that is uh, 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 the the community service doctors. Now, I've already spoke to you about pharmacists. The last group, which were claiming to be unemployed, who sent their names, there was a doctor in KZN who said he's compiling the names of these doctors who were not employed. Two weeks ago, before the press conference, he said uh, medical officers, uh, uh, for the purpose of this discussion, medical officers are those doctors who have already completed two years' internship, and one-year community service. They are now free to work as doctors mm. without any supervision. They have got many options. They can go back to university to specialize. They are allowed. They can go out to open a private practice. They may leave the country. Some of them leave and go to Canada or the UK. They might decide that I'm going to work for a medical aid as their doctor who check their scripts. They might decide that I'm living, I'm working in industry, anywhere in... In other ways, they are full-time doctors. They can work anyway. They, ki- they can even change and say, I'm going to do an MBA and all that. When they do that, Sakina, we don't have to know. They don't tell us. Mm. In other words, I can't tell you. That's so many medical officers... I have gone to GP. So many have left to Canada. They don't get permission from us. They are like any other profession: an accountant, a lawyer, a, 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 a an engineer. You can't tell me accountants, lawyers, and engineer. Everybody in the country know where they are. So it's the same. But what we have done for for, for to ease uh, 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 them into a job, we have just identified the hospitals which medical officers. At the time I held the press conference, they were saying there are 135 of these. Uh, medical officers who have got no jobs. If you go to our website now, www.health.gov.za, you'll find 160 jobs, 70 in the Eastern Cape. Unfortunately, it's in the former Transkei, and you know, many of them will find it very difficult or choose not to go there. 67 in Limpopo, 23 in Northwest. These are the ones we put on the website now, 160. We might still put more. And I'm talking about jobs which are investing, which are there where if the dog, and and in the website, we have actually named the hospital. We didn't just say uh, 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 70 Eastern Cape. We said 70 Eastern Cape, these are the names of hospitals. This one needs two, this one needs four, this one needs five. It's there on the website. That is the issue of uh, medical officers post-community service.
0: So let me come to uh, Lorraine Osman uh, from the Pharmaceutical Society of South Africa. So uh, do you concur with what uh, Dr. Mutsualedi is telling us, that uh, actually
2: as far as the pharmacists are concerned, there should be no issues at this point? Thank you, Sagina. Yes, I do actually agree. And Mr. Minister, I'm sorry, I was also a little taken aback at being the only other stakeholder here because we know that We are in a very fortunate position as pharmacists in that there were alternatives to public sector posts. And the minister and his team at national office came up with a very creative solution to the problem. And the minister, Minister, you are completely correct. Yeah, there are one or two that have got minor problems, but I'm pretty sure they're going to be sorted out very soon. From our point of view, though, we would like to thank everybody concerned, and we'd like to say, okay, it's just about done and dusted and over. Now let's move forward, because we have such opportunities to make sure that in 2017 things work well and we get people to where they need to be, which is in the rural areas. But for that, we need everybody, not just the minister, not just national, not just the stakeholders, but the (coughs) provincial departments of health as well. We need them to bring to the party planning for posts, planning for accommodation, all those things that take time and cannot be done at the end of the year. And Mr. Minister we'd like to pledge our support and to say that if there is anything that we can do to help well, you do know where to find us.
1: Thank you, thank you. Thank you Lorraine. Thank you very much. And and, and I think you are right. What we have learned Sakina is that maybe we should not even start in July, which is the time we used to start. Maybe we must start this in, in January because these are weighty matters. Uh, you know, these are very weighty matters. Look, when we start placing these intents after July, they are still at university, they didn't write exam. We place them, we place them. When we finish, somebody write exam and it's not successful. And now we must start all over again to look who, who we can place in that position, who is suitable, who is fitting. So it's, it's a very lengthy process and I agree with Lorraine that we must start early. Uh, as, 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 as this, this time of the year mm. so that we start discussing with the various stakeholders
0: mm. Apart from that though Lorraine the Pharmaceutical Society also raised very vociferously um, uh, the, the, the issue about dysfunctional systems so, so so, was that the only issue or were there other issues with the system which
2: you have referred to as being dysfunctional mm. I think there were a couple of things that were a problem and um, From a dysfunctional point of view, it is a very strong word. I agree with you. There were glitches. There were glitches in software. Satina,
1: are you you not inciting?
0: No, 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 no. These (laughs) issues were raised with us. Because she
1: said she's happy and she's thanking me now. No, no, no.
0: She's happy now. Yes, Lorraine, you're happy now. But when we spoke to the Pharmaceutical Society earlier on, it wasn't as, uh, you know, Kumbaya as it is right now. So I want to know about those dysfunctional systems. It was in the past. (laughs) It was
2: in the past. But have they all been resolved? No, they haven't, and they're going to be resolved. Well, at least, uh, Mr. Minister, I'm trusting you on this one. I'm hoping that we're going to resolve them quickly. These are the things that the reason that I'm suggesting that we start talking now and that the national and provincial departments particularly interact right from today. Don't wait, as and the Minister was perfectly correct, don't wait until July because it's too late then to start creating posts. That needs to be looked at right now. From a software point of view, because that was a major problem, it's the most wonderful opportunity to get it sorted out right now. And quite frankly, I think everybody is feeling a little battered and I hope that they have recovered so that they can start addressing these problems now.
0: And with regard to the issue of uh, <laughs> placement in rural areas, from the Pharmaceutical Society's perspective, uh, do you also encounter such problems whereby the doctors would rather not go there? Sakina, you
1: st- I. Sorry. Oh, you're asking me.
0: Um, uh, <laughs> I'll come oh,
1: back to you in a minute, Lorraine, Minister.
2: You know, we do, and that's why we totally understand why community service was introduced in the first place. It was not intended originally to reach urban areas, it was for the rural areas. The problem that has arisen though has been, to a large extent, with infrastructure. The people who are willing to go there have been really disappointed in the uh, lack of accommodation, for example, but those are things that can be sorted out. I totally empathize with the minister. The cause is cited for people not wanting to go to the rural areas. Very often, the... Young person, the young healthcare professional needs to realize this is a year of my life. It is a year of commitment to my profession and to my country. And what we need to do is to smooth the way as much as we can while sticking to our principles of we want people to go to rural areas.
0: So apart from the lack of accommodation, what other issues have they cited?
2: Well, the ones that the minister mentioned, marriage is certainly one that every young person, when they get married, they want to be together. And yes, it does pose some problems. But again, it's one of those things with if it can be dealt with sensitively and If there are sufficient posts available, perhaps there won't be a problem later. There will always be people who don't want to go where they are told to go to. But we're trying very hard to make sure that every time the message we send out is you need to fulfill your obligations to the country.
0: Minister, you were speaking earlier about the accreditation of the facilities uh, where these doctors are sent to. How often do you
1: review those? It's not us. It's the Health Professions mm. Council for internship. They've got a review committee. They've got a unit that does that. It's completely independent from me. I don't have to come and send them. But how often do they review it? Do you know? I, I really don't know. How, how often uh, do they do that? Maybe, maybe I don't know, twice a year or what, I don't know. But But every year they must give us a list and say we have accredited this particular uh, hospitals maybe, maybe let, let me explain the issue of community service the reason uh, 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 Sakina why community service was introduced was specifically to deal with this matter here we have got young people who want to have a life in an urban you know metropolitan area and you can't keep on forcing them we know the service all you say is let's give you one year to serve your nation in areas where nobody wants to go so when we choose hospital for community service, we actually choose areas that are underserved, where there are people there who are, you know, forgotten, if I have to use that word, downtrodden. And we say, it's like, you know, there used to be something called compulsory military service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a service. You go there and we choose for you. you not, this one is, you don't even choose. We say the hospital that needs community service is that particular one and that's why we are giving you for one year and we are IQ Sakina it's not difficult, we are not destroying your life just to say go away for one year actually it will make you grow into a person who understands what some people are going through who understand hardships who who understand the whole country and not just believe life is only in Johannesburg and Pretoria so in future when you are a doctor or a professor who specializes, when they refer a woman from a rural area who is already you know, with with a very serious disease, where which is, was just developing with nobody doing anything. You know where she comes from, and you know the conditions there, and you understand there. So you are not going to shout at her. Why do you come so mm. late? Your like cancer is already advanced. You understand the conditions where she comes from. That is the purpose of community service, and it's only for one year.
0: We'll continue this conversation after the news break, and we'll open the lines at 0891 104 Hugh. And back to the forum at eight. we're talking uh, to Health Minister Aaron Mutswaledi this morning and uh, Lorraine Osman, who is from the Pharmaceutical Society of South Africa. And we've invited them uh, to come and talk to us to try and get to the bottom of this issue around the placement of doctors. Uh, what are the issues? And the one that comes out very strongly is uh, the fact that uh, people do not want to work in rural areas. So, if nobody wants to go there, who is supposed to service those particular areas? Is the question. So uh, we're taking your calls on oh eight nine one one zero four two zero eight. You can tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on S A F M uh, using the hashtag AM Live, and you can also use my personal account at Sakina Kamwendo. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with the calls, and then I'll come back and I'll read some of your messages. Uh, Doctor Aden Mahi King, good morning.
3: Uh, good morning, Sakina, and good morning, Minister, and to good the morning. listeners. Uh, with regards to the topic uh, at stake, so I do
0: Unfortunately, we lost Dr. Adide. We'll try and get him back. Uh, Frank Talk and in Mangahung. Good morning to you.
4: morning, and uh, let me greet my leader there. He's one of the epic leaders, ethical, purposeful, oh. impactful, as well as courageous. And thank you, Minister, for all the work that you are doing for South Africa. We are taking notes. I, I just want to say thank you. You know, uh, you know uh, get support within the party and outside the party. Um, those who have been vociferous, no wonder they have gone under now. Those those who have been complaining about not being placed. Uh, you said you couldn't get hold of them, and, and you know it's because I understand the Minister, understand the department thoroughly. But I just want to say some of the difficulties is that you know, health is a concurrent function. It's a function that is shared between national and provinces. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that we may want to talk about as a country is should that be the case moving forward? I mean, health is one of the, of the you know, sectors that requires more attention. One of the conversations we should be having is whether it should be concurrent or it should be run like police and only be run from a national uh, uh, you know, department because there, there are so many challenges that the minister at times Cannot help because those challenges resonate to different provinces. But I just want to say, as well, Minister, you know, uh, uh, as I like to the listeners as well. I just want to say, some of these challenges are not necessarily issues of infrastructure. I've seen new hospitals being built. The challenge has always been the human sector. The people that are supposed to be in a hospital 24 hours, and largely, are nurses. If you were to compare the public health sector and the private health sector, you'd find that in the private health sector, the nurses are, are up to scratch, they are working. They are diligent and everything else, and you find the opposite in the public sector. So, those are the challenges because both in the private and the public sector, you don't get doctors by 24 hours. They are there in the morning.
0: Our apologies, Frank Talk. Not sure what's happening there, dropping calls this morning, but uh, I guess what we can do to try and avert that is to maybe just get to the point slightly quicker. Um, uh, Let's try Kolani in Mulitsana. Good morning. Okay. Uh, Kolani, we'll try and come back to you. Dr. Richard Cook at WITS University, good morning.
5: Good morning, Zakina. Yes, thank you. Um, I am the Head of Department of the of Family Medicine Primary Care at the Faculty of Health Sciences at WITS, and, and one of my divisions for which I'm responsible is the Division of Rural Health. And I also work with an NGO called the Rural Health Advocacy Project. So just to confess up front my bias, Zakina, in this, in this discussion, mm-hmm. um, the just two practical points that I'd like to make with regards to the issue of trying to place doctors in a rural area. the first is, is with regards to the actual training that they undergo at an undergraduate level and it's important that we're needing to come up with with ways in which we look at the selection of our students a and B how and where we train them through their undergraduate pr- training because unfortunately at the moment we're not necessarily selecting appropriate and qualified candidates from the rural settings, from the underserved rural settings, and finding them appropriately. And VITS is, is attempting to do so um, through various means. But we're new at it, and we're looking to improve upon that. And secondly, you know, the, 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 the undergraduate student, the product that we produce um, is is a reflection of the training and where they undergo that training. What I mean by that is if we, if we can train them in some of the decentralized and more rural settings for them to be exposed to those, those opportunities, those experiences, and those learning experiences, then, they, then the evidence shows that they're more inclined to then want to to look to provide service in the rural and underserved areas. And so we're working with the Department of Health at provincial and national level at Wits and through the Rural Health Advocacy Project to try and to try and come up with some models with, with regards to doing that that training and, and tweaking that graduate, the type of graduate, the type of product that we are producing so that they want to go to those areas. The second point that I'd like to practical point that I'd like to make for the for the minister to consider, please, is to bring in the, the cadre of the clinical associate. that is a three year bachelor degree in clinical medical practice, that, that is, this particular cadre can work with the doctor, the newly qualified doctor, as both of them as graduates, doctor and clinical associate, in a team that then can provide and work with, um, work with each other and support each other in the more rural areas of our country to provide the services that's required. We're not creating the posts appropriately for our clinical associates so that there can be this team approach, doctor and clinical uh, associate in the rural areas. And uh, I know that the minister has got a lot on his mind and a lot on his plate, but I, I really believe that that is a, 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 a real practical way forward with regards to populating our rural areas with more health professionals. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Cook at Wits University. Elliot is in Pulukwane. Good morning, uh, Elliot.
4: Morning. Thank you very much. I'm actually in a and I'm told to hang up quickly. I want to appreciate Minister Aaron motzaledi the good work. I'm not a health professional myself, but I want to appreciate the good work and the enthusiasm that this minister is bringing, not only to the department, but to ordinary South Africans as a whole. You would feel so by the manner in which he is thoroughly explaining he knows this department better than he knows his wife. I think we as South Africans must actually start to acknowledge, appreciate, for the good work that you are doing And
1: Godspeed Elliot, my wife is listening She knew that I'm <laughs> me And I don't think she's ever going to appreciate that
0: <laughs> and Elliot, uh, thank you. Elliot, thanks for that Tolani is in Molotana Good morning, Tolani
4: uh, Good morning, Fakina Good morning, Minister
1: Morning, morning uh,
4: Fakina you know, if I came I say to get young people, you know, who are coming from rural areas are running from rural areas. Most people are not they don't want to stay in rural areas. Now you expect these young doctors who want their urban life to go back to rural areas whereby, you know, they have to consult one patient with after a month, what still are they going to get, you know, by doing so? I think it's time for ministers, you know, to lead by example. Take your office minister to the rural areas and then you say this is the head office of the health department and you come back and tell the people now. I live by example, i expect you guys to do so. I come from a small village in Eastern Cape, it's no near really outside the place. Having access, you know, to to you know, to telephone, you have to go to the top of the mountain to receive a call. Who wants to go there to such a place in like, Sakina? You know, I think really they should understand that these young young doctors they want to stay in urban area, areas what they should do i think they should ask these old doctors who want to go back maybe in township who got the love of certain people to say can you really volunteer to go to these real areas these are the that we are going to give it to you and really forcing these young ones to say let's stay them there because when we do it, actually we want to gain a skill what are we going to gain whereby we, we really, really do nothing actually that's the reality you see
0: Okay. Uh, Tolani there. Mohamed Kaji in Durban, hello.
6: Uh, I'd like to uh, share my thoughts with regard to the placement of the interns. Uh, My daughter recently uh, qualified, and she's one of the uh, interns that haven't been placed. Now, I think the issue to start with is the whole placement process, I believe, was unfair. And I'll explain why that was unfair. uh, There was a first round of application, and uh, she wasn't given a post in the first round. There were interns who rejected the first round, uh, then were placed, uh, applied in the second round. My daughter also obviously applied in the second round. She was not placed in the second round. But interns that rejected the first round got placed in the second round. She then applied in a third round. Interns rejected the first round, the second round, uh, applied in a third round. They were placed. My daughter didn't get placed. Okay, so she didn't get placed in a first round, second round, or the third round. In a fourth round, are you there? We listening. Yes. On a, in a fourth round, uh, she gets a call on a Friday. It was time. Uh, you know, my daughter is married, and uh, it was a prayer time, and she gets a call. And said, so, look, there's a, uh, uh, a post available in Newcastle. Would you like to take it? So my daughter uh, said, could you please hold that post for me? I want to consult with my husband, and I will come back to you. And the, whoever the person was on the other side said, look, we can't hold the post for you. You've got to decide now, on the spot, whether you're taking it or you're not taking it. Anyhow, my, my daughter tried to get hold of her husband because it was a Friday. It was a prayer time. She had to wait for him to complete his prayers. When he got back to her, uh, and she told him, look, this is a situation, I said, well, take it, because his uh, uh, grandparents live in Newcastle, so, you know, she could go and live with uh, with them in Newcastle. When she called back, that was 40 minutes later, and he said the post was taken. Okay. And uh, then she got a call a few weeks later, and she was, uh, offered uh, the military hospital, which obviously she uh, couldn't accept because she's married, she lives in Durban. Now, how can this process be fair when she was only given one opportunity to accept or reject? She was given an opportunity in Newcastle. She had to decide on the spot whether she's accepting it or rejecting it, whereas those interns who had applied in a first round were given weeks to decide whether they're accepting it or rejecting it.
1: Okay. Can, can can Mr Kaji give me the details of the human being who did that? Because this obviously is mentioning about things outside our policy. Somebody who doesn't have good human relations and, and that's not our it's not part of the process. Mm. It's just that we are working with human beings and we need to know them in order to to confirm them. Why you do something like this. Okay. Uh, if if he has got details he must give us.
0: Mohammad Kaji, we lost you there. Please call back so that we can take those details of the person um, who was responsible for that uh, former minister. And let me just throw in this one here from uh, Shamima Dakrat, who says, why are posts for interns who have not yet completed their medical degree kept for them until March, whilst those who qualify to start in January remain unemployed? This is inefficient service delivery. The minister is under the impression that the ICSP allocation process was fair. How However, interns were placed during the first round. Uh, They had uh, the time and opportunity to reject posts, but were still placed during subsequent rounds. Other interns were only offered placements for the very first time in December of 2016 via a telephone call and had to accept or reject posts on the spot without the opportunity to consult. This is clearly unfair. Similar, similar issue. So um, I'm going to take Anonymous uh, in just a sec, but uh, Minister, maybe you just want to respond to that issue about the placement process being unfair.
1: Yeah, yeah, Sakina, I I obviously we've got policies and principles. In the final analysis, you put human beings there. There are about 1,000 people working in the head office in Pretoria. Obviously, you don't uh, uh, think I should know when each one of them is in their office, or, or what are they doing. You mm-hmm. know? So, so they do all sorts of things. That's why we want to work with our partners. Like you you brought uh, 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 Lorraine Osman here from the Pharmaceutical industry. Yes. Yes. Because we worked with her. We, we communicate with them. We, met, we meet with them, with the stakeholders. So we also cannot meet all individual doctors. I told you, there were 1,409 applicants. And that's why we want to work with their representative, so that when they pick up this unfairness, they can tell us immediately instead of post the process. And that's why I'm saying now, because we have seen all these uh, problems, we, we will meet them very early. and and put up a process in motion. Mm -hmm. If you experience this, do this. If this happens, do that, so that we are able to keep this because I'm not going to come here and say all the people I'm working with are angels. They are not, especially HR. I am on record to have said the biggest problems we have got in, in the healthcare system are four. The first one is HR, you know, placing wrong people in wrong places, in terms of work, nepotism, cronism, all those things. The second one is lack of financial management skills, which the Auditor general flags all the time. The third, f- third one is p- issues of procurement, where equipment is, is, is not repaired on time because of procurement issues. And the last one is problem of uh, maintenance of infrastructure. But the first one, human resources is the biggest problem that the healthcare system is faced with. And uh, as a person who has also worked in education, I can also confess that even in education they do have this problem. And and so when we deal with human resources issue, public must come in and help us, not to come and complain later. Some people phone me directly, and I I do appreciate that. At some stage, I nearly even changed my numbers, Akina, but I (laughs) thought it was going to be both unfair and stupid, unfair to the public, because I'm there to save them, but stupid because I'll sit there like a blind, uh, you know, not knowing what's happening on the ground. Be, sit there with contentment and believing because nobody's phoning. Everybody's doing well when they don't even know my number. Mm. But now because people know my number, they phone me, and and I'm able to resolve some of these problems when they do phone me.
0: How transparent is this process?
1: Uh, I, I cannot guarantee the transparency. Uh, of the process, as to from the, the point of view of individuals, but mm-hmm. I believe it's transparent to to the associations who are working with us because they know how it works. As I said, people apply. We don't choose for them. We say apply and put in priority five five uh, posts. I mean areas where so five hospitals where we like to go to. And I have already confessed, Akina, the first round almost everybody will be crowded there in Durban, as we have already had, And I was going to be surprised to finish this whole session without getting a phone call from Durban. I was going to be very surprised <laughs> because we get lots and lots of complaints specifically from Durban. So so people will choose Durban, Cape Town, Johannesburg, and Pretoria. I, I won't be surprised when the majority of those who didn't take their positions are from Cape Town. It has happened before where they said, I would rather stay here and wait for, you know. So the moment you finish the first round, there's already a whole lot of discontentment because not everybody will be placed in the first round. And obviously, Sakina, issues of unfairness will come in, whether it's a perception or not. Why was I not placed? Why this one ahead of me? What are the criteria of placement? Why was this one favored? They, mm. they always be there because people won't get, all of them won't get the, the, the first round. For instance, out of the 1,499 applicant who we place have 700 brought in some complaints of why they can't take their positions some of them we solve others we don't it's not that we don't solve the problem for marriage for instance we do but there are times where we fail we want to solve this problem but there's no other way of doing it except to put them where uh, we think they should go and we are we are not able to give them their preference okay. so these 22 who eventually did not take their positions they are just part of the 700 who, who gave us all these problems and which we could not solve. And they eventually said, well, I'd rather stay where I am and not not get into a job. But, but I, I agree that the issues of perception of unfairness, issues of nepotism, favoritism, they are there with human beings and we want the public or the doctors or their professional uh, associations to help us to stem them out.
0: And Lorraine, from your side as an association uh, uh, representing pharmacists, are you happy with the level of transparency around the process?
2: I'm happy with the fact that we're going to be moving forward and doing things differently this year. But can I just pick up on what Frank said? One of the problems that we have experienced is the disconnect between national and some of the provinces, not all of them. Uh, And I'll I'll come to the uh, defense of partner of kwazulu and say so from a pharmaceutical services point of view, we've heard wonderful things about the head of pharmaceutical services there, Vucid Amini, I'll mention him by name because we know that he has done everything that he can to smooth things. But we have also heard that in some of the provinces it hasn't been quite as good. And just one final point from my side, Zakina. Um, Dr. Cook spoke about expanding the team of medical professionals to include doctors and clinical associates. From a pharmacy point of view, we've also identified that we need a team. And that is why we are really hoping that soon, um, Minister, can I ask you to sign a piece of legislation? We're hoping that soon we're going to have our pharmacy technicians on board as well, because then we will really be cooking with gas.
0: And uh, uh, great inputs there from Dr. Cook as well, and uh, some of you concurring with dr cook and I'm sure the Minister has noted all of that. I uh, just want to run through the remaining calls. Anonymous is a medical intern
7: Good morning morning. Peter. How are you doing Well and you very well thanks thanks for taking my call. I uh, just like to keep up a few issues uh, i I, I don 't believe that the full picture of the application process is being given across by the Minister. Uh, I'd like to just highlight a few issues with regards to that. Uh, out of most of the 22 uh, unplaced interns, many of them have applied with extenuating uh, personal considerations and, and motivating circumstances to be placed uh, at certain hospitals or within certain provinces. Now, just to go back with the sy- to, to the system, uh, many applicants in the first and second round who placed, who, who, who applied for certain facilities and they fought the in some choices, were given those hospitals uh, prior to those uh, who had applied with special consideration for those hospitals. Um, secondly, um, uh, applicants who had rejected post in the first and second round uh, were allowed to apply again in the third and fourth round prior to, to those who were, who had applied with, with special circumstances. And many of us were left in a situation where we were being called about two or three weeks uh, prior to January. Uh, uh, on, on, on a phone call and, and being offered either, uh, either Limpopo or, or, or the Northern Cape. And we were given just one minute basically to decide whether you can up and pack up your life and, and go to another province completely. And uh, this in light of the fact that many of those uh, applicants had applied with special considerations replaced due to various uh, family responsibilities and so on. Uh, and, and, and during this entire time, the communication between um, applicants and the Department of Health has been quite appalling. Uh, basically, emailing, phone calls and things weren't, weren't coming through, and it was, it was very difficult to get a response from the, from the Department of Health.
0: Do you have a name? Again, uh, Anonymous, and I think we lost you again. Please call us with the names. The uh, minister asked for the names uh, of those particular people but, but, that but you've did been you hear dealing what with.
1: He, did you hear uh, what he said? He said I'm not explaining the actual situation, but he hasn't said anything new, which I never said. He's complaining about special circumstances, meaning that everybody with a special circumstance must be accommodated. I told you there are 700 out of 1,499 who put up these special circumstances. 54%, as I said, Mm. is married. 16% religion. Uh, Family situation, uh, 20%. And others, ownership of property, 10%. I'm saying all those are considered, but not all of them are finally resolved.
0: You said there are 22 outstanding
1: still. Well, the 22 do not want to accept the places yeah. where we've given them and we've given them up to the 25th to take the position or we give them somebody else five came up and claimed them the other 17 preferred not to get any job
0: okay yes. let's hear from dr rangaka in uh, tabatwane good morning
1: good morning uh, good morning comrade Mr. Um, college yes yes, yes dr yeah. rangaka is it uh, a yeah, psychiatrist
3: i'm a psychiatrist i'm a veteran uh, yes. medical practitioner i worked in shabisa and yuma Fikeng and uh,
1: it's a retired uh, psychiatrist.
3: I'm not retired. <laughs> you haven't retired, doctor. They, they told I'm me. They told me you
1: work. have retired. You know.
3: Ah, uh, they, they misled you, sir. I work at one military hospital.
1: Oh, I okay. see. Thank you. Yeah. Now, thank
3: you your, your your partners in in soloing this thing are Doctor uh, Litape, Doctor Ranata, Doctor Nomemabasa, uh, Doctor Netonanda, and Doctor Mutusi uh, We 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 are your your partners in terms of the SAMDP South African Medical Association HPCSA and uh, the dental association and then uh, the military all these people are everywhere in the country and we've got veteran doctors there who are itching to come forward and be available to train uh, to train uh, these young young doctors the other thing is that make a home uh, that is acceptable when you put somebody at uh, at a place like that, a faraway place. Let the house be comfortable. Uh, you don't have to put a swimming pool or air conditioner, but let the house be comfortable and don't charge them for accommodation. And then that way you'll be able to attract uh, people to the rural areas.
0: Thank, Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Rangaka. Then, unfortunately, we have run out of time. But I'll tell you what, Minister Mutsualedi, yes. uh, 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 seeing that you are here, people want to talk about the situation in clinics and the treatment they get at primary health care facilities. So um, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I know you are someone who's always readily available to come and interact on these matters. Can we make a time for you to come back to address those specific issues? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely, Sakina. I'm available at all times. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live,
0: turning
7: the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them.